The Lindy effect is a theory that the future life expectancy of some non-perishable thing like a technology or an idea is proportional to their current age. So that every additional period of survival implies a longer life expectancy. So basically the Lindy effect came from Albert Goldman. He was a writer in New York City. And what he would observe in New York on Broadway is that if a show lasted for a month, the life expectancy of it continuing to last was a month. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. This is a, such a pleasure and such an honor for us each week to be on the mic with you to talk about all things freedom, all things financial freedom. And today we have got a good topic. Anytime Jimmy gets on the phone and says, I've got something. Can I pop off on something? I've got a topic I want to talk about. You can't not talk about it. So today I'm welcoming my man, Jimmy Vreeland to the mic today. You want to say what's up to everyone? Hey, what's up guys? I love having a podcast for a lot of reasons, but big reason is just topics I want to pop off on and, you know, and uh, having that opportunity to do it. I think we're going to talk a little bit about where you come up with some of these topics because I, I get... I. Man, when you gave me this topic today, I'm thinking in the back of my head, how on earth did he come up with this today? But I'm super stoked to go into it. So, Jimmy, we're going to be talking about today the Lindy effect and how the Lindy effect applies to long-term success inside of your life and especially your financial plan. But before we get into the Lindy effect, A, what is the Lindy effect? And B, how on earth did this pop into Jimmy's head to say, hey, we're going to do a podcast on this? Oh, so this is straight from reading Skin in the Game and reading Anti-Fragile. Uh, this is straight from uh, Nassim Taleb and, and those two books. And then, you know, as we've talked about on this podcast, when I'm reading a book, I'm always looking for core four, four pillars. I'm always yeah. looking like our whole financial freedom formula. I don't think like our job is to prove that it works. I think the honest thing to do and the thing that's has the most integrity is to constantly be looking for reasons why it doesn't work. Yes. So and we've done it, a couple of podcasts like on Alexander. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Well, you know, the cool thing about that, Jimmy, is, you know, when we sat down to put cash flow tactics together and we, we really decided to pull out the success principles in what you had done, what Jimmy had, or what Brad had done, what I had done, and the other people that we were teaching in a loose way, you know, this concept too. What we realized and understood is we didn't invent anything. We didn't, you know, discover any new territory or a new investment strategy that's only good for the next 36 hours. And so give us all your money. Like we didn't discover any of that stuff. What we did discover is simple principles that had been used successfully, not just for the last decade, but for hundreds of years, honestly, since the beginning of time in many cases. And we put those principles together in a strategy, a step-by-step -step formula. I think if there's any genius in what Cashflow Tactics did, it was that. It was making a formula out of principles to achieve 
big financial results in a short period of time. But the financial freedom formula did not come out of thin air and we didn't invent it. So that's really where this idea, this Lindy effect, let's, let's talk a little bit about what it is. Yeah. So uh, let's define it. I'm going to go to Wikipedia for you. Um, and let's just, we'll get the uh, technical definition. So from Wikipedia, the Lindy effect is a theory that the future life expectancy of some non-perishable thing like a technology or an idea is proportional to their current age. So that every additional period of survival implies a longer life expectancy. So basically the Lindy effect came from Albert Goldman. He was a writer in New York City. And what he would observe in New York on Broadway is that if a show lasted for a month, the life expectancy of it continuing to last was a month. A show that lasted for a year, you could have a life expectancy on that show for another year. And then a show, for example, like Les Mis has been around for like, what, 40 years? Yeah. You can reasonably expect Les Mis to be around for another 40 years. Awesome. So the longer... So like a human, it's different. With a human being, if they're 60, you expect their life expectancy to continue to go down, right? Right. Let's talk a little bit about that, Jimmy. So the life expectancy of a human, the longer they live, it's not a doubling effect, but why is it different in things, in you know, in, in Broadway musicals, for example? Well, because I, and I, and this also, he also applied these ideas to intellectual ideas, that the longer a theory is usable and stays in place, you can assume it's going to last longer. But organic matter, it just isn't like that. Uh, things that are alive are not technologies. Things that are alive are not ideas. They're actually, they have physical and time constraints. And so the reason it doesn't act for human beings is because human beings are biological creatures. Love that. You know, and there's an interesting concept of this inside of the game of real estate, right? We have this idea of depreciation, right? I mean, things depreciate and wear down over time, but ideas are a little bit different. Ideas, philosophies, principles, those, if they really do stand the test of time, like if they're successful, I mean, you can have lifelong principles. You can have a principle that is successful for a short period of time or for an entire lifetime, right? And I think that's really the crux of this argument is, you know, I think the more we can look at what, what definitively defines success, you can draw success back to fundamental principles and how those principles are identified, how those principles are understood, and more importantly, how those principles are applied. So when the Lindy effect, when we're talking about this idea of the Lindy effect, and we're going to translate this to the financial freedom formula, we use a very specific formula, right? And like you said, Jimmy, you're always looking through the blinders of the core four and the four pillars, looking for those principles inside of other things in life. So when we talk about the four pillars, that really defines how we invest inside of cash flow tactics. We look for things that give us multiple returns in multiple non-correlated ways. And when we really broke this down and tried to identify all of the investments that have all four pillars, how many did we find? Uh, we found about three. We found three, right? And what are those three investments that we found for the four pillars? Real estate, a business, and life insurance. Okay. Now, here's the crazy part. If we go back to the Lindy effect and we go back to non-organic material, things, ideas, concepts, how long has the concept of running a business been around? 
Uh, since Babylon. <laughs> I mean, since, years. since the beginning of time, right? That's economics. That's people exchanging goods and services with other people. And, you know, the, the fastest way to create a sense of certainty economically inside of your life is to get good at some economic principle, at you being able to create and exchange value. So when we talk to people about investing, I mean, you know, I, it's so funny that this is our number one response. And I've had people call me out on this a few times because they think they're going to come to us and say, hey, we're going to give you the latest and greatest, right? What's the 2021 unique tip that you need to take to be successful? And what do we do? We tell them to go back and invest in themselves and their mindsets, their skill sets, their network, and learn how to create more value. In fact, on our huddle this morning with, uh, with our young millennial, Braden, right? What, what were you telling Braden this morning about the secret success principle that's been around since the beginning of time? Show initiative, create value, give to other people. Show initiative, create value, and exchange it with other people. So guys, if you yep. ever find yourself stuck inside of your financial life, it's probably because you're not aligned with the principle. It's probably because you have neglected to follow the Lindy effect, which is something that is universally applicable and universally successful create value, exchange value. And in today's economic times, value is exchanged with dollars. If you find yourself in a position where you don't have enough dollars, the reality of that is you need to go back and do an audit of your human life value. How much value are you creating in the lives of other people? How many problems are you solving? And the better you get at that, Jimmy, what kind of shows up on the other end of you creating value? Uh, those little green rectangles or now those digits in your bank those account little green rectangles or beautiful digits in the bank account. So that's number one, right? Is well, and then Ryan, like, let me, Taleb brings it up in the book. And cause you know, Taleb's always like this, like very wise, like society's moving this way, trends are moving this way, but here's what's really happening. And as somebody living in the Western world in 2020, it's really counterintuitive to believe in the Lindy effect because the technology is so awesome. It's growing so fast. What is the law? Wolf's law with the microchip? Is it Wolf's law? The capacity of a microchip is doubling like every like 90 days now. But certain things are growing incredibly fast and I'm incredibly grateful for that. But certain things aren't. And certain things, it's just neomania. And that you're always talking about return on attention. But with things changing so fast and then certain things staying so the same, it could be, I think it could drive you insane. And if you're constantly believing in neomania that everything new is great, you're always trying things, you're always chasing squirrels, you're never trying to figure out what is actually working. So it's like this, it's another paradox. I love talking about paradoxes inside this podcast, but you're a Westerner in 2020, things are growing so fast, changing so fast. It's awesome. But you still cannot forget about the things that have worked for the last 3,000 years. And if you go by the Lindy effect theory, these things will last the next 3,000 years. Yeah. So it's, here's the reality. And I think, I, think, I think you're kind of hitting on a really unique point there, Jimmy, because as technology changes, nothing really changes until an individual can take that technology and go out in the world and solve a problem period, right? Technology is yeah. just like a dollar is a tool. That's all it is. And I think as people are seeing how fast the world is changing right now, they're looking for shortcuts. They're looking for the easy button because technology and modern economics has made our lives incredibly 
easy, right? And, and we're used to having immediate results, immediate stimulation. If we're hungry, we can go down to McDonald's. I don't know why you do that, but you can go, you can go to the nearest restaurant and food will be handed to you right there. You don't have to go out and grow it, cultivate it. You don't have to make it, right? Well, you with can Uber go Eats, get... you don't even have to go to McDonald's anymore. You hit That's a few true. buttons on your phone and your Big Mac is there in 15 minutes. That is true. And right before this uh, podcast, Jimmy's talking about the Lindy effect. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know what the Lindy effect is. What did I do? Hey, Siri, what's the Lindy effect? And so I had information delivered right to the palm of my hand. So many people think that long-term success should be easy, right? I mean, financial freedom should be easy. You know, making money should be easy. Everything else is really easy. And I think this is where the disconnect and the divide is happening, right? Is, is more and more technology is out there. The results for people that know how to use it, they get results quickly. But if you're looking for a fast track to success, you'll never find it. You've got to go back to the Lindy effect. You've got to go back to long-term principles that have always been in effect. And number one, and this is why we talk about uh, the four pillars is from an economic standpoint, the best investment you can make is using the tools around you to solve the problems that are in your face, right? And that's how you make money. But then the second side of this, what is the other resource you talked about real estate? What's the other tool that we use inside of the financial freedom formula? And why do we use real estate? Why are we so passionate about this, Jimmy? Because we were, we were looking at, I look at things in two frames. I look at what has worked since around the 1800s. And then I look at what has worked since Israel, Egypt, and Babylon. And rent has always been collected for the th last 3,000 years. And it's a Maslow hierarchy of needs. People want a place to prepare their food and sleep and have shelter from the elements. Yeah. So I know So if you, if you got to create value for other people, giving them some domicile where they get to take care of their basic human needs is always going to be something that's desired. Heck yeah. And these, either a business that you own and operate or really creating a business inside of real estate, a system to deliver value and solve problems to the world, and then exchange that with currency, cash flow coming in. Those are the two primary wealth building tools that we use in the financial freedom formula. But the third piece of this is it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And the other assets, because we said three, the other asset that has all four pillars is life insurance. Now, many people would look at life insurance and say, that is a fad. That's a trend. That's something I've never heard about before. But Jimmy- well, right. How long have people been dying? <laughs> well, since the beginning of time. I, maybe, maybe one of these days, this technology that's evolving and changing so fast will figure out a way for us to stay around forever. But- we all know that there is a start date to our life and an end date to our life. And when the end date happens, we don't know. But here's and the then there's been a basic economic need for 3,000 years that to mitigate the risk of the main breadwinner inside a nuclear family losing that income. That is yeah. defending against that, preparing against that is a 3,000-year-old desire. Yes, 100%. And it's been in the last couple centuries, it's been conceptualized in the form of life insurance, but you're exactly right. Like when the breadwinner dies, how does the farm pass on? How does the family yeah. business pass on? How does the ability to produce income pass on? And there was guilds, you know, ancient Greeks had a form of life insurance. Mm -hmm. Basically, if you were a farmer, the, you know, farmers have probably done it best the last 3000 years of they would either put money into a pot and then they would give the widow that money or there's been several ways it's been tried, but not since we got a capitalistic system in the last 200 years have they been able to 
institutionalize it institutionalize it like it's been institutionalized. Yeah, I mean, it's been institutionalized since 1688. I mean, uh, yeah. Edward Lloyd, he was the first one to kind of put this together with, you know, sailors, because that was a big investment. You would take a ship out, and if a ship sank, then there goes the investment. So a, a pool of, uh, I don't know if they're called sailors or merchants or whatever they were, but that's the modern version of life insurance, the way it exists, was created in 1688. But it wasn't the government coming in and saying, hey, we have a great idea for you. It was individual actors addressing basic human needs. Yes. That a, that's another common thread around the three things we say lead to financial freedom. So let's tie this in to what, why, why our movement is so definitively against traditional financial advice, right? And, and this is going to bring the Lindy effect in. This is going to bring some skin <laughs> in the game into the conversation. Um, what Wait, it, can, we, can I ha start hammering away on the word traditional? Yes. That is, it is, that is such a bad word. Yeah, it's that is. It's not traditional. It's like 40, it's basically as old as you and I. Yes. And like it's the modern is, version. Yeah. Or the most recent the, version. The fad. Yes, it's the, yes, it's the latest fad in industrial finance, but cool. it is not traditional. Tradi we, this is like, it's like the paradox of the word liberal. I would say you and I are classic American liberals. Yes. But we would fall, people would label us as conservative. Yes. Where I would say we are classic traditional investors. But the mainstream has been taking over the word traditional. That's a really good point. And coming back to the Lindy effect, here's the reality with current financial strategy. Like, and this is so indoctrinated into people's heads that they don't see anything else. And anything else outside of this very narrow view of, go to school, get a job, put your money in the market in some type of an IRA or a qualified retirement plan, like a 401k, anything quite, outside yeah. of that is risky, right? Well, that quite frankly, that solution worked as I think a rebuttal to the great depression and then definitely world war II. That was a phenomenal solution. And we had two oceans in between us and we were the only industrial kid on the block because everybody else had just got destroyed in a world war. Well, let, let's actually talk, let's break down the history a little bit of that because that, that is fascinating, right? I mean, if we talk about the history of personal finance as more and more people went from working in rural areas to congregating in cities, right? What, what ultimately happened is in the beginning, there was really no financial strategy. You just worked until you died and people's life expectancy was you work until you die. But as people, as modern economics and medicine and things like that started to kick in, people started to live longer and their utility as an employee would go down, even though their life expectancy grew, went up. And so ultimately what happened is in the beginning, companies would have pensions. That was the predominant, the predominant form of someone being able to retire is, hey, you give us 40 years and we'll give you, you know, a guaranteed pension-like income for the next little while. Now, here's the thing about pensions is in the beginning when they were first invented, pensions are a human being's life expectancy was around 65, 67. So they would get done working in their, you know, mid-60s and the pension needed to last them two, three, four, maybe five years, right? Right. But over time, as mo as people as the life expectancy begin, you know, continued to go up and people's utilization went down, they would retire at their normal 60, 65. And then the pension liability became huge. And because companies didn't have enough delayed gratification, they would use those funds for something else. And then they were underfunded pensions. And so back in 1979, Ted, and here's the crazy part about the Lindy effect. And we're just now starting to see the tail end solution of this. 
So in 1979, Ted Bennett was the first guy to kind of work with Congress to come up with a solution that would take the obligation off of companies and put it on the individual. And that's through the form of 401k. Now, what this ultimately did is rather than a company offering someone a pension, they would say, hey, you come work for us and we'll match X percent of your salary into a 401k. But guess what? Retirement's on you. Now, when 401ks were launched, they were never, ever meant to be the primary solution, the primary tool for people's retirement. They were meant to be part of a what was originally referred to as a three-legged stool where you'd have personal savings outside of the stock market, you'd have your 401k, and then the, the magical government would come in and step in with social security and fix all the rest of it, right? So that was supposed to be the yeah. three-legged stool, but people didn't save, right? And so then it was the 401k, you know, social security is still there, even though it's massively underfunded and 401ks haven't worked. Okay. So right now there's, and you can Google this guys. And it's, you know, there's probably a hundred statistics on this, but right now there's a study out there saying 26, 26% of Americans are ready for retirement. Okay. So the 401k has been around since 1979, all the way to today. So the original people that first started it are now moving into retirement. And guess what? No one's ready for retirement. So if we go back to the Lindy effect, I don't know how much longer, how much longer is the 401k, this brainwashing of, hey, you're going to put your money in the market and everything magically is going to work out. How much longer is that going to last, Jimmy? I don't know. And, you know, there's talk about the new regime coming in and uh, getting after those 401k. So I think that will be the death nail of the 401k if they ever uh, start taxing it before people start withdrawing. Yeah. Well, but that's scary. That's the other issue, though. It, it wasn't basic economic needs creating these programs. It yeah. was central planners doing it, which is another thing of the Alindi effect, is the problem when a central planner experiments in a new idea across a whole country is if they're wrong, everybody suffers. Yeah. And so to Lev's point, to the Alindi effect is like, there's not... You and me love experimenting. You and me love trying th new things, right? But we have skin in the game. And when we try a new business initiative and it doesn't work, who suffers? We suffer. You and me. And like Taleb's like, you got to honor the business owners who experiment and fail. And to the, you know, up to the course of human progress, those are the heroes because they're sacrificing themselves. <laughs> so society learns what works and what doesn't work. And what I love this book too is like, I love being a business owner. I love new things. I love experimenting, but I, it's okay for me to do that because I suffer. I get very nervous and very scared is when a central planner experiments with no Lindy effect backing him up and all the, an entire country can suffer. And that's where the Lindy effect really comes in is like, if you're a central planner, if you don't have skin in the game, you should not be experimenting or you should be saying to everyone, this is an experiment. We have no idea if this is going to work. Well, the government can't say that. The government's there to save you, right? And that's, that's right. what we've got to believe is the government is the all-knowing. But here, here's the thing. I mean, when we experiment, Jimmy, we, we have real-time feedback, right? We know whether our experiment worked within a matter of months, maybe worst case scenario, a matter of a couple of years, right? right. But the, the problem with current modern traditional finance is it's been experimented with now for 30 years. And what's been lost in that process is 
people's individual responsibility, right? Their people are not taking responsibility for their own freedom and their 401ks aren't working out. They don't, 26% are ready for retirement. And even that is uh, probably a, a lie because of uh, future taxation, but 26% are ready for retirement. So what's the solution? The solution is, okay, look, the 401k didn't work. The central planner who wasn't tied to the game, you know, now we're experiencing you know, mass panic and people are, are screaming for uh, retribution. But what's going to happen, right? Is the responsibility going to be shifted to the individual? No. Probably not, right? Because the same central planner that came in and said that, you know, he's not going to say that didn't work, even though Ted Benner, that's his one regret in life, he says. That one regret I have is that I opened the door for Wall Street to come in and pillage and steal from the average American. (laughs) (laughs) But what's going to happen is the next central planner is going to step in and say, guess what? I got you. I got you. We're going to come up with- No, he's going to say, yeah, he's going to say those people back then- they were greedy and mean. They were so mean and so greedy. But me, I'm the first central planner. I'm the first bureaucrat to <laughs> not be greedy or mean. And I'm going to save you this time. And get, here's my dirty little secret. As this bureaucrat, as this politician is, by the way, when we find out this doesn't work, I'll be long gone. Be but long I've, gone. I've written my memoirs and made sure I made plenty of money by rent seeking. Rent seeking is another podcast we need to do. Anywho, we need to do that one. And that's like, that's the crazy part, guys. I mean, you know, what all of this comes down to is principles. It comes down to long term success principles. Business has been around since the beginning of time. Real estate has been around since the beginning of time. Business and real estate, they're not going anywhere, right? Those aren't going anywhere. And Jimmy, just like you said, people will live and die. Now, life insurance at some point could get regulated out. But life insurance as it exists today, if it's built with an investment grade quality to it, it predates the tax code. It's a contract. And the only way life insurance goes away is if contract law altogether goes away. So we use long-term principles to help people get predictable, predictable, systematic results. And I think that's the biggest thing. When, When people come into our game, you know, they're used to having their fingers crossed. They're used to having this this voice in the back of their head or this anxiety in the pit of their stomach around finance because they know it's not working, but they don't know why. They know it's not working and they don't know what to do about it. They know it's not working and they don't know how to solve the problem, right? And so when people come into our world and we align them with principles, we see this overwhelming just light start to shine. People start to feel empowered because principles, independent of you and me, Jimmy, they work. And if you ever find yourself not getting the results that you want in your life, especially your financial life, it's as simple as realigning with, oh, what principle am I not following? And so, guys, that's what the Lindy effect, that's what we wanted to talk about today is, look, if you want to be successful at any area of your life, especially, especially finance, it's about finding and aligning yourself with true principles, principles that have predated Jimmy and myself, principles that we're not tied to. You know, at the end of the day, whether your financial plan works or not, I mean, it's up to you. It's up to you to take charge of it. So, Jimmy, when we launched the Financial Freedom Formula, we, I remember we, we, were, we were worried that no one would listen to it, right? And why were yeah. we worried about that? Because it's not get rich quick. It's not cool. It's like, it's not, it's, at the end of the day, it's, we're not cool guys. We're not. <laughs> Podcast team, delete that out. Right. I mean, I think, I, I think we do some fun stuff, but like, we're not driving Mercedes. We're not flying in jets. Like we're not, we're just kind of 90 day targets, grinding it out, going to work. And like, I love the process and it's not cool. 
and it's not sexy. And my Instagram page suffers because of it. But oh man. It's the process. Yeah. It's like, I, the other fun thing about it, since it's a principles and you're working off principles is you can make a process around it. And the process ups your return on attention. And that to me is the security and how yeah. you suck the risk out of the game. And that's it right there. I mean, I think underlying underneath everything we do at Cashflow Tactics, we believe in one thing. We believe in freedom. We believe in your freedom to choose, your freedom to dictate the path of your life, your freedom to run a business, your freedom to have, you know, to personal, economic, and financial freedom. We believe in that 100%. But what most people in the modern world today are unwilling to pick up is on the other side of that wishful dream of freedom requires stewardship. It requires responsibility. And in, in order for you to ever be free, you have to pick up both sides of the stick. Freedom comes with stewardship. Freedom comes with a personal sense of responsibility. And that's why when we broadcast to the world, most people, they don't like our message. They get mad at our message because it sounds too hard. And that's why like, we're not for everyone. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to understand clearly the only way you, you become financially free, there is no easy button. You're not going to simply cross your fingers and put your money in some magical account and wake up tomorrow and everything's going to work out. You must become someone different. You must rise up so that you can live free. And that's the beautiful part about our message. And that's the beautiful part about principles. Principles are true whether you want to acknowledge them or not, right? Think about gravity. You can argue, you can debate, you can disbelieve it. But the second you walk up to the edge of a cliff, when you step off, you're going to learn the hard way. And if you are not following principles, if you are not following true fundamental principles, at some point, there's going to be a day of reckoning. There, at some point, there's going to be a day of reckoning inside of our country where the principles that have been violated for the last several years, they have to be reconciled, right? And that's going to be an interesting time in and our I history. And I'm going to pop off on this, Ryan. Like, I do think there is a legion of intellectuals, yet idiots, who are want to put blinders on people to say these principles don't work. Yeah. That want to say, no, all these, uh, you know, we're postmodern Marxists. We got some nice ideas that we figured out in our ivory tower. Uh, we haven't tested it all. Uh, we haven't done anything with all. But like, if you want to be a good person, you got to go with our regime. And now that idea, that's been tried the last 3,000 years by every dictator that I can, I'm trying to run a quick scan of my brain through history. No. And that is the tool of every dictator. Is Absolutely. I'm in charge. I'm really smart. I'm going to experiment on all of you. And that is where, that's why the Lindy effect has to kind of get out and become common culture. It's like, hey, postmodern Marxist hippie, bro. You're not doing it. You got no skin in the game and you got no data points that it actually works. So you do you, you go experiment, give it your best. Even though part of the thing about being an IYI is you don't give it your best. You don't work hard. You most prefer to put the onus on other people and a skin in the game on other people. But they're trying to convince people that there's no reason to look back and see what some ancient Greek guy was doing what some ancient Roman guy was doing, what some ancient Hebrew guy was doing. And my, one of my favorite things about being a human being is that I can read a book, I can listen to a story about an ancient Israelite and understand what he was going through. I can see what some ancient Roman guy, the problems he was having. And I'm like, if you read Seneca, like I'm like, 
this dude had the same issues I had. You read Marcus Aurelius, his advice still works. Yes. And then to get really philosophical about it, these principles, it gives me security. Like as a dad, all I got to do is line these kids up with these principles. And I'm like, the thing is like, I'm educated enough and spent enough time in kind of hippie land. So I can be like, Hey, this, po- this Marxist guy here, here's what he's saying to you. Here's how they've done it the last 200 years to kind of bend the truth for you, but stay tight on these principles and you're going to have a great life. And, and that's another thing I love about being a human. You know, the thing I love about the, what you just said there, Jimmy, and I think this, this could definitely be the, the wrap up to this is freedom, right? It's not about the, the latest fad or trend. It's not about, you know, making your life more and more complex. In the world that we live in today, people become less free with the amount of stuff they have, the amount of anxiety that they carry, the amount of time that they trade, you know, just trying to survive. They're not free. People are not free. But when you can simplify success, when you can simplify outcomes, when you can simplify results down to a few action steps that if they're done and done well and repeated, then that's, in my opinion, that's freedom. Like it's not complexity, it's simplification. And so when we set, when we talk about the financial freedom formula, at first it sounds complex because people have never heard it. They've never had the onus or the responsibility of taking control. But when people get in the game, Jimmy, my funnest, like the favorite comment I get from people is six months, 12 months, 18 months into the game, when they come back and they're like, everything's working, what's next? And the response is, Awesome. Everything's working. Go live your life, right? Go live but your no, life. But no, dude, they're looking. We've talked about this. We talked about this in the last podcast. Yeah. Um, Cholson Niskin said this. Like, people get in our game, and it's so easy, and it's so simple, and it works, but there's something innate about their humanity where they're looking for a way to mess it up. Yeah. They either need a new challenge, or they're going to burn down what they already have. And wow. so, luckily, they meet Ryan, and Ryan says, you know, Find a new challenge. What's the next highest thing you can, if you've conquered this level plateau, what's the next highest thing you can go to? What's the next highest thing you're envisioning? And that, but once again, that's the principle of set your highs, set your eyes on the highest thing you can attain and start moving. And then the process is 90 day targets and start moving (laughs) over and over again. At some point, we might need to come up with some new content because at the, at the end of the day, guys, that's really what Cashflow Tactics is about. Simple principles done simply repeatedly over time equals results. And then your life, that's the mystery. That's the art of this entire process. The science is simple. The science of financial freedom is really freaking easy. But the art of financial freedom, that's the hard part, right? That's the fun part. That's the exciting part. That's the experimentation part is, guys, guess what? You have a purpose that's so much bigger than what you are living right now. I have a purpose that's so much bigger than what I'm currently living right now. So it's constantly plugging into what is that purpose? What lights me up? What fires me up? And how do I take a step towards that destiny that's already been there? But rather than running away and waiting for the the, the easy button, how do I step into that, step into that challenge, step into that opportunity. And it's this constant expansion inside of- And you're not a piano key. You're not a cog in the machine. Your target right now is different than my target. My wife's target is different than my target. So I just also love the individual nature of it. Love it. Well, Jimmy, I think we, I think we've, did we do definition? Did we get it out there? Does everyone feel like they understand what the Lindy effect is? Let me, let me land the plane. So if you see something new, 
Nothing wrong with something new. New things are great. Experimenting is awesome. But if someone is asking you to experiment, like your financial planner, you need to ask yourself a simple question. Does he have an agency issue? Does he have skin in the game if he's wrong? And then when something new does come along, you just say to yourself, like, okay, how long has it been around? What's the expected life expectancy of this? And that means doesn't, that doesn't mean don't invest in new things. That just means set your expectations correctly, that there's a high probability this is not going to last. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, if you are ready to apply the Lindy effect to your life, if you are ready to simplify your path to financial freedom, then we invite you to get in the game. So the easiest and fastest way to get in the game with us is to join our five-day challenge. Many of our community are on Facebook. So join us there, Cashflow Tactics uh, on Facebook, and you'll get a five-day challenge. And in that five-day challenge, we take you down the rabbit hole and we help expose the Lindy effect, what does not work inside of your financial plan, why you are stuck, and what ultimately you can do about it. And if you're ready to see the truth for what it is, as scary as it might be, but also be empowered with the clarity of knowing what works and what doesn't, then we invite you to get into the game. Join the challenge, cashflowtactics.com or Facebook. Search us up on Cashflow Tactics, and we will see you on the next podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. Do you want to connect with me and other empire builders who are on a mission to take control of their financial plans and become financially free in 10 years or less? Well, then join us in our private Facebook group where we get to go deeper into the topics of financial freedom. And it's the only place you can see the actual results of people on their path to financial freedom, learn what's working, and interact as a community dedicated to becoming financially free. When you join, you'll get immediate access to exclusive training in a private membership area. This training will empower you in your path to becoming financially free, and it will fast track your results. This is the only place you get access to this exclusive content. So be sure to join us in the Facebook group now. Just go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash group or head over to Facebook and search Cashflow Tactics to join. I look forward to you joining us next time on the Rise Up Live Free podcast.